and we are back with part two. YouTubers are probably like, what? What just happened? Yeah, we're back. We didn't go anywhere for you all. But here is the Steelers Q&A with uh, Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield sitting in for our podcast manager, Brian Anthony Davis, who I didn't give the shout out the first show. Tony, I'll have to do that here in a second. Tony Defio, of course you're here. You're with us as always. I'll already chiming in with some great stuff. Did you know why Bryant wasn't here today? Did you know the answer to that question? It's his son's birthday, I believe. Tomorrow is his son Connor's 13th birthday. So they are they 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 went away for the evening uh to do something special with him tomorrow. And I told him, Hey Brian, that family first. This is our Steelers family. So it's so your your family is part of our Steelers family, and we are taking care of you. So I told him I'd step up to the plate and finally get to to have another show with Tony because it's a lot of fun to be with him. Hmm. And uh, we were just asking the question of, are the Steelers going to be able to squeeze on some of these guys onto the practice squads? Like if if it was in 2019, an example then would have been someone like a Tuzar Skipper who made the active roster to start. Is it going to be easier to get them on the practice squad without these preseason games? We both think so. You brought up a great question about maybe it's going to come down to somebody like a Dan McCullers who's been around for a while when they don't want to hold on to someone like that. I'm on the other end of the spectrum there. I think I think McCullers' spot with the way the rules are this year is a lock, unfortunately, for some people right now because he doesn't have any practice squad eligibility. Right. And right. I think teams are going to be forming their practice squads based on the guys that they have in their camp because of the familiarity, they're not going to be looking at a lot of other places. And if they have to decide between somebody like Dan McCullers and a Carlos Davis, or I hope this isn't, you know, Dan McCullers or a Henry Mondu. I hope it's not McCullers or Bugs because I, I think Isaiah Bugs should be on this roster. But if it's someone between those two, you're going to keep the guy without the practice squad eligibility especially if you're pretty sure you can get the other guy onto the practice squad, because then you could always pull them up with the special um, two player every week. You got two players you can bring up from the practice squad to, to bring up to a 55 man roster on game day without having to wave anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not smart to use all the time if you don't need it. So we can get into right. that more another time. Right. So Tony, we have a, um, we have a super chat question. I'm going to bring it up now because um, it's, we're, we weren't into the into the questions from the from the from the Q and A yet. Uh, we were going to look at your guys' answers first, but I'm going to bring it up because I don't want to lose it. Because we have five dollars into the tip jar from Dave Shipley, who said, "You guys rock." Only question is, Cam Sutton our deep three safety. What do you think, Tony? Well, he's definitely uh, one of their more versatile players in the secondary, a guy that they've moved around a lot. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a uh, great X's, X's and O's guy. So I really can't answer that question, but, but uh, they have tried him at safety in the past. Haven't they? Ha have they, they played him in the, at safety in, in years past. He, that, he's not just a corner. So uh, he, they, they, I think this is year four. So they're, they're probably trying to uh, uh, make, you know, make him as, as versatile as, as they possibly can to keep him around. Yeah, I I would say he's played in that safety role, but I don't know that he's played in it definitely as only having two safeties on the field. He's that guy that comes in um, in certain packages where you could say, is he really a corner? Is he really a safety? Um, does it really matter what he's being classified? 
Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times he's, he's, you'll see both him and Hilton on, on the field together in, in certain packages. So technically I would say he's playing safety. Uh, the question is, is he the third guy? If one of the other two go down, did not have that last year. Um, that question is much because of other players that were around like Cam Kelly, who's not with the team anymore. And, and, and those kind of things, I think for this year, it very well could be, but we're not going to be able to know because we're not going to see training camp. Are we? Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, and you mentioned, uh, uh, practice squad eligibility, a guy like Marcus Allen, who's been here for two years. And this might not be, this might be a year that, that he doesn't make the cut because he hasn't shown much, but would he be eligible for the practice squad or would, be that, would that be somebody they would, they would try to sneak onto the practice squad to try to get some more development out of him before, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know how that works with, with a guy like that. Is, is somebody like that, would somebody like mm-hmm. that be safe in, 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 an envi- in an environment like this? Or would they say, you know what, we, we can't have him on our roster, but we want to try to sneak him under the practice. But I, I don't know how, how those rules work. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be tricky. But see, the problem is, is it takes once you get them on your practice squad, that, well, even, even not even, I'm sorry, I, I got to regroup with this. When you release your players for cut down, the only way a team can sign those players before the Steelers have a chance to put them on the practice squad is if they put them on their 53-man roster. Now, technically, another team could throw more money at them to sign on their practice squad initially. But once they're on the Steelers' practice squad, the only way they come off is they have to go on the 53 of the, of the team that takes them. So you're mm. taking a serious flyer to do that. Right. So that's the thing. You you have to take the risk. You have to take the chance um, of something. But if but if – I think it depends on the position. If there seems like there's a lot of teams struggling for a – uh, safety, the Steelers might not want to want to re- have re- have someone like Marcus Allen that they would try to get back onto the practice squad rather than keep on the fifty three. Um, that which is very which is very different. I'm trying to turn into the live chat to see if there was many answers about our exact question of how do you think the Steelers are going to handle this? Do you think they're more likely to try to squeeze people on 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 onto that? But the thing is, you all being the great. Um, Steelers family that we are in this great community, you all have been bringing up your own questions and everything else. I know I saw Ezra um, talk about the whole Bart Scott comments. Uh, Jeff had an article about that on the website today and, and whatever. Okay. So I'm, I'm just trying to see if there's, if <laughs> Ryan, I'm sorry, Ryan O'Toole says Bart Scott has to be on crack. If you listen to his whole interview, his point wasn't that Troy Polamalu was not as great as Ed Reed. His point is, was that comparing a free safety with a strong safety is like comparing an inside linebacker to an outside linebacker. Just because they have one word in common, you know, why not Why not go that far? Well, of course, they're on opposite sides of the ball. An offensive lineman versus a defensive lineman. Well, they're both linemen, but right. they, they have a completely different function. So his point was it's hard to, to mix – free and strong safeties. And I don't think people always understand that when they go to talk about all our two safeties, that they are two completely different roles. Um, yeah. Took it, me years to, 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 to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those two guys are, are the, the fact that they both got in the hall of fame on, on the first ballot. I don't, I mean, they they can rank them any way they want. I mean, I think the, 
the, the final say is, you know, is that they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. So who cares <laughs> if they, if they, you know, it's yeah. all a matter of opinion at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like talking about who was. Let's like saying, um, who's who's the better defender, um, Rod Woodson or Greg Lloyd? I mean, I'd go with Rod Woodson, but I mean, they, they don't play the same position. How do you right. really compare that? Um, right. It's so. I got to tell this story. If I'm feeling for bad, I got to tell stories, right? Uh, Big Marv, exactly. shout out to, to Big Marv here in the live chat. Um, he says, uh, does anyone remember when Bart Scott was playing for the Jets? They're going to play us the next week in the playoffs. He said, can't wait. My little story of that is um, um, Jeff Hartman, as we're as we're discussing what's being covered on the site and, and everything, and he says, oh, I'll, I'll do an article about the Bart Scott comments. You know what my answer was? Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> glad to say to him. And Can't by wait. the way, has, has any player gotten more mileage out of something where he didn't follow through? I mean, he said, I can't wait for the game, but it's not like they won the game. They exactly. Lost. So, exactly. I mean, it was like, it's like the Carlton Fisk game six home run. Mm -hmm. They still lost the next day. So, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, exactly. But I, that's one of those I quote all the time. Can't wait. Um, we're talking about practice, man. I still love that with Alan Iverson. Um, mm -hmm. Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Um, and, of course, playoffs, that's the number one. I think playoffs? everybody always – Playoffs? Yeah. My wife says that to me every year. Like mm -hmm. tonight, when the Penguins game – I'm pretty. it's tonight, right? I'm, right. I'm, I'm on the right day of the week, aren't I? Um, when it's, it's on, it. I'm like, oh, you really need to see this? I'm like, it's the playoffs. I know that's going to be her answer. Playoffs? Right. You're talking about the playoffs? <laughs> Let's see, they, they're already in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here, here's an answer that Thaddeus says. He says, I, Dave, I don't think that will work. These teams have paid scouts and coaches. Several teams try and sign these undrafted players. So if they couldn't sign them as an undrafted rookie, they will grab him. That's true, especially this year with no rookie minicamp where people that's came in point. with tryouts. That's an excellent point. And that's, that's the difference here with the Tuzar Skipper situation. And this is something that maybe I'm, I'm missing. And like I say with Tuzar Skipper, this is me referring back to Tuzar Skipper, if his situation from last year, not his situation now, would be right now. But the other thing is the Tuzar Skipper would not be on this team, would he, Tony? No. Because there was wouldn't. no rookie minicamp. Right. There, was, there would have there been was, no Tuzar Skipper or no Devlin Hodges. Yeah, he would He would have had to have really impressed in uh... – just in training camp alone last year, he, you know, wouldn't have been based on any, any sort of preseason or anything. Yeah. So it, I, who knows? I mean, Tuzar Skipper, he, who knows where he'd be right now because chances are he would have been in the XFL. Right. Um, where there was some news on that front with uh, it was purchased today by a group that included Dwayne, the rock Johnson. So we'll have to see if we have XL football, uh, XFL football coming to us uh, anytime in the coming years. So um, uh, Dave says, um, I'm not going to try to mess up his last name unless you want to give it a go. Uh, is that tied it back? Tied it back. Tied back. We'll say that. I'm not sure. Said veterans are going to have the advantage of making the roster. Yes, they are because they are known. And because of the whole practice squad stuff, I'm telling you, if a player has practice squad eligibility is going to make a difference if he's on the fringe. I think right. I think if there's a guy you're trying to decide, is he 52, 53, or is he the first guy off? If you have to choose between two guys and one of them has practice squad eligibility and the other one doesn't, I think yeah. they keep the one that doesn't and try right. to keep and then try to get the other one that does. 
and 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 also because it's such a weird year it's a, a, such an unprecedented year you, you never know when when one of your positions is going to be hit with a, a couple of covid irs so you might have to have an extra safety on your practice squad or an extra lineman or an extra linebacker you just never know yeah yeah um so uh Thaddeus throws it in here. He says, us as fans will be surprised, but other coaches and scouts aren't surprised. That That's a good point, but there's two different types of players. That's why I said like a Trajan Bandy, who apparently a lot of people might have been reaching out to him um, as an undrafted free agent right after the draft, um, and he chose to come to Pittsburgh. I don't remember if it was him or if that was someone else I have in my mind, but I know there was one specifically that came to Pittsburgh. Um, that's different than a guy that's like, Wow, no one's no one's phone was ringing for him, and the Steelers still find those kind of guys too. Mm-hmm. So there, there's such a wide range here, and the problem is the Steelers. How do you gauge if you can get if you can get them through or not, or do you just have to say, you know what, typical Mike Tomlin, we got to take care of our own business. We can't worry about what other people are doing. We need to find. We're going to keep the best. Are we're going to keep our best fifty-three on this roster, regardless? And of, you know, we don't care if other people want them or not. And we're going to keep who we judge are the best sixteen guys that are still eligible for this practice squad. And we're not going to overthink it. And that's going to be our standard is the standard as we paint the barred red with a bra- with a broad brush. Mm-hmm. Um, does that sound like something Tomlin would say? It sounds exactly like something he would say. Very <laughs> pragmatic and right to the point, but uh, sprinkled in with a lot mm-hmm. of. Uh, Tomlinisms that that make the headlines. Yeah, um, this is something that I need to look into about having uh, six of sixteen practice squad players be veterans this year only. I'm not sure that it's. I'm not sure that that's the full full veterans like anyone. Like uh, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger can go on the practice squad. Or but even, at, or even. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Or uh, probably any, any vested veteran, even like a, well. Big damn McCullers probably wouldn't wouldn't uh, be eligible for that. I've got to look more into this because the rules have changed so much, and you still, I still can't find a written copy of what the teams agreed on specifically for 2020 in the CBA. That's what I'm still looking for. So almost everything is reported. But when you talk about past practice squads, you were only allowed to have so many players that had that had. X number of accrued seasons that were still considered practice squad eligible, you were only allowed to have either two or three of those players in the past. That might be what that six is that Dave's talking about. If he's got it, got a source that could confirm that that's, uh, you know, any player that would be really nice to know, but there are, you're, there are certain players that are practice squad eligible that you're only allowed to have so many of them on your practice squad. Right. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot into it and I would really like to dive into it more, but I I'm still waiting for an official document that I can spend my hours reading, um, rather than, uh, you know, rather than paying attention to my family, uh, cause mm-hmm. that's kind of how this job goes sometimes. Um, have you heard anything on that front, Tony? I, that's, that's the first I've ever, uh, seen that, but this is such a, uh, unprecedented year i mean these these rules uh, it would nothing would surprise me at this point the way uh the way this year is as far as uh you know what to expect and but it seems to me like you know just about any veteran uh, a lot on the practice squad i i, I don't see that at all like i mean yeah. 
if they have so many years in the NFL, I, I don't see how they would even accept a, a being um, signed to the practice squad. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a major difference in pay and, and, and things of that sort. Wes brought up, as far as squeezing players onto the practice squad, I think they will be smart about it. Guys they want to develop but think they will think they will lose, they'll find a spot for them. But the fact is we are going to lose some practice squad players. That's inevitable. Um, I, I think, yes, you will, but I also think that there'll be guys that they might've lost otherwise that are, that are overperforming, that were more NFL ready and overperforming their draft status than what people realized. Those are the guys that the Steelers like, Oh, we have someone good here, but if, if they're that good, do you really want to take the chance? This is, this is all speculation. We have no idea what the Steelers are going to do. Um, so I did see that we had another super chat question that I hadn't got to yet that I got to try to find. Um, did we have another one? Yes. A, a, um, or was it just, Oh wait, that just might be, um, or is that the same one from before? I remember oh, seeing no, that was the same one with Dave. Nope. It was the same person, but it's a different comment. Sorry. I'm just trying to keep it straight here. I'm not as, I'm not as savvy as BAD with this. So um, $5 in the tip jar from J Dave Shipple. You want to take this one, Tony? Yeah, sure. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The Steelers are allowed six players on their practice squad of any maturity, whether they're eligible or not, and they are. Yes, which I was the other one that I clicked on as well. So that's we're, we're, that's something that I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's confirmed that it's of any eligibility or if they're talking specifically of, of the ones. Because I know – there's some weird rules with the practice squad. There's there's a rule that if you don't carry a full practice squad for all 17 weeks of the NFL season, you are not eligible to have third-year players the next year. Did you know that was a rule, Tony? I did not. I did meaning, not. But I mean, Yeah, meaning if someone's in their third year of eligibility for the practice squad, I'm using air quotes of that for those of you listening in audio form, that uh, that's that's when it gets tricky. Those third year guys that you weren't you're only allowed to keep so many of them on your team, according to the past, uh, the previous CBA uh, that was supposed to be changing some. Um, I don't know if that was completely going away or what they were doing. And then you had this year, so that might be true about these veterans. And if that's the case, that's that that changes things with someone. I I don't think we're going to see it that much. I think you're exactly right. I think. But if you're really a veteran guy, I mean, the only way I see that happening is let's say, let's use the Dan McCullers, for example. If the Steelers cut Dan McCullers and they're able to have him on the practice squad because of this new rule, what are you going to do if you're Dan McCullers? You're going to jump on the Steelers practice squad? No, I'm, you're going, probably to, just... I'm going to try to find someone else that yeah. needs another D tackle. Right. Yeah. You're not going to. And, and 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 would the union allow that? I mean, unions are pretty uh, strict, you know, as far as protecting protecting their own. You know, are, are they gonna? Would they have would they have signed off on that? Like a, a vested veteran, a guy who's been in the league for a number of years. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, we, you know, we can you know take the pr practice squad uh, spot. I I don't know if they would even uh, go for that. But who knows? Again, this is a this is a weird year, and it's going to be. There's probably going to be, never going to be another year like this, uh, like this training camp. So, I mean, it very well may be the case. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. And Dave was Dave Shipley was following up. He said it's on the Steelers website. Um. Exactly how that goes. So, 
if it's if it's if that's your source, then that's something that we need to look at. Where even even Wes was saying, um, this was even back when it was a fourteen man practice squad. Like I say, it's a lot of this is spec is still speculation because I I don't know that teams could announce what it officially could be because they haven't officially ratified and announced all the twenty twenty rules between the NFL and the NFLPA. So although they might understand it, I don't know what they can say because. Remember, it's all about when things are official because I never finished Wes's statement, but I'll get it back up here. For example, the Steelers officially announced Curtis Riley being signed to the team today. We didn't redo that article because that all came about on, was that Friday or Thursday? I'm getting my days confused. Yeah, it was definitely uh, right before the weekend. Yeah, it was last week. When it was, it was considered a done deal. Yeah. Yes. But it wasn't official made official by the Steelers yet. The NFL has the same thing. There are things that come out from various NFL sources. You get Adam Schefter, you get Tom Pelissero, if I say that right. Um, a lot of other people, uh, Dan Graziano had a lot of stuff when it came down to CBA stuff. Um, that they report things, and usually they are correct. But nothing is official until we actually get it from the NFL. And that's why, um, like what Wes was saying, he's like, um, as he understands, four veterans of any um, number of NFL experience. However, that was when the practice squad was 14. Now it's 16 by all reports. So, um, so now, like Dennis is going back and quoting about in 2020 and 2021, league year practice squads will go to 12 players. That was under the new CBA because all these new rules of the 16 and these players, these are all these are all generated from COVID. Right. So that's that's basically what we're going with. But Tony, we've got to make sure that we at least take a five minutes or so just to let anyone fire any general questions at us before we close things up. So I put that out there to make sure that right now I'm looking specifically for questions um, from the live chat. Um, one thing that I saw right before that from Dallas, he says, now that Washington is out, Claypool, Claypool should be our number three. Shocking. James Washington going on the on the reserve COVID-19 list uh, over this weekend when the Steelers also, they put two guys on the list. It was... It was Washington and Samuels, and then they released eight players. The roster move today, right before the show, was the Steelers' first player, um, Arian Springs, that was that was put on the COVID list. He was removed from the list, but also subsequently released because the Steelers had to keep it at 80. Um, just because Washington's on this list now does not mean Washington will stay on this list long. As you can see, Springs was seven days. Uh, right. Doesn't mean, and the difference in the length is going to be: did they have a positive test, and did they have a positive test with symptoms? You know, were they exposed to someone with a positive test? You could have you could have positive test and no symptoms, and still be back in as soon as five days, based on the protocol. Um, but that all, you know, that depends on this on on symptoms and everything else. But uh, but but that's. I would not say Washington's going to be out for an extended period of time because as we know, we have more than a month until the Steelers first game. Right. So, um, so we're still trying to get the answer, a definite answer with that. How many players with a def- indefinite number um, um, of accrued seasons? Let's get to this question, Tony from Wes. How concerned are you right now about Cam Hayward's contract status? 
Uh, I mean, I'm. I don't know. Like with everything going on uh, with the with the uh, with the the, the cut in salary cap with with the, with the reduced salary cap from 198 this year to 175 next year, it's it, there's gonna be a lot of uh, tough decisions that have to be made. And when you got T.J. Watt and you got Minka Fitzpatrick and, and, and you got you know these these young guys, Juju, uh, James Conner, you know a guy like Cam Hayward who's he'll be heading into his tenth year this year. You know, how much are they going to be willing to pay him and, and how much is he going to be willing to take as far as a hometown discount? So I'm very concerned about a lot of things, but specifically the older players, them, them deciding just to move on from those guys. Yeah, here's the deal, in my opinion. And you mentioned the hometown discount, and I'm going to tweak that a little bit. And here's why. When it comes to Cam Hayward and it comes to, to the future, the, the that 175 number for the cap, that's that's the floor. That's mm-hmm. the minimum. Now, if there is a full NFL season, and if they can even have maybe some return to fans to the stands, or if they have plenty of advertising on the tarps, depending on all those things, and they get more revenue, and they have revenue, then it could be higher than that. Right. But let's say the NFL season doesn't play out in its entirety, where the where if you go strictly off revenue, it would drop it in half or more. It can't go that low. It's only going that low, and then that'll be spread out until it's recouped. So that's the status with that number, which is a great number to know because you can just bank on that being the minimum. And mm-hmm. that's the problem with Cam Hayward's status, contract status right now is right. If I was Omar Khan and or Kevin Colbert, to everyone's actually talking to Cam and his representation, I would say, Cam. We want to pay you what you deserve to be paid. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is to wait and see how this season plays out. Are we dealing with this low number next year? Is it going to linger into future years? Because if they re-sign him now, that drops his salary cap hit now because of the signing bonus that then would be spread out. And then he would have a higher cap number next year and beyond. If they say, right. Cam, can we want to work out something with you before the end of the league year? As soon as the season's over, we will have a much better idea with the long-term effects of any revenue loss this year. If it's going to affect 2021, if it's going to affect it beyond, but we can give you that signing bonus, even in that in for 2021, if our, if we're cut back, you know, by thus by us being able to have a lower cap number by your contract starting next year, and if that's the year that we're having to take this hit and it's going to bounce back later, then we can then that's going to allow us to give you a contract more for what you're worth. Mm-hmm. So rather than have a hometown discount, can we get a hometown um curse? Yeah, yeah, you know, of saying, hey, we as the when the when the when the clock hits zeros of the last Steelers game of this season, you are our priority. Right. The problem is Cam Hayward is thirty-one. Am I correct? Yeah, he's got. Um, he's probably somewhere around there. A little younger than Antonio, who came in in two thousand and ten. He's what thirty-two now. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to say right right around the time. Um, that's still a, a risk that Hayward then has to take because of injury. And everything else, you know, what if he has, you know, especially an injury at his age. So I would understand if Cam wouldn't want to do that, if he'd like to be locked in now. But the, unfortunately, the Steelers might have to say, this is all we can do now. You know, right. 
even if it's, you know, maybe Cam feels better and they do a very short extension to then do another one the next, you know, very soon. So that's what I look to see um, from, that's my concern with Cam Hayward. With him being my favorite player, I'm concerned because I don't want him to go anywhere. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, so let's try to get another question because that was a, such a great question um, that we had to spend some time on it. So they say, Dave, I'm going to read it and let Tony answer. Who do you think is uh, our dark horse you, um, undrafted free agent to make the team? Do you have one, Tony? The only one I could, that, that I really like is, is the punter. I like him a lot. <laughs> but everything you didn't else, get I mean, cut, surprisingly. Yeah, he didn't get he, – he made, he made the uh, initial cut yes, yesterday. So I like him a lot, and I can see them – there's a guy that can that definitely doesn't need a preseason to impress. He can just impress in training camp, and they can say, "Oh, we like his leg. We know what we have in Jordan Berry. We don't like it all that much. Let's just move on from him and, and go with the younger guy." Yeah, um, I I could see that, but I don't think if I read right, he didn't even punt last year in college. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. But he has great so, he, has, he has great numbers in college, which is it's just weird. Yeah, that's just that's that's very strange. So, oh, Dallas, um, he had to clarify on his question. He, when he, he thought that he read Washington opted out, not that he was on the reserve list. Those are two different things. Players that opt out for the season, um, they are out for the season. Uh, but if you're on the COVID list, that's just an injury designation. So I completely understand that that was the confusion there. So, um, um, Do you, do you, uh, I'm trying to find another question. Do what you, do you want to say, Tony? I was going to say, ask you, Dave, do you, do you see any Steelers players opting out or, or have they passed that deadline or is it, is it just, uh, how, how does that work necessarily? Once again, these are all reports. And a lot of these reports have to do with the signing of the, of the, of the contract and the verification there. It's really difficult to figure that out. Um, that what's, what's going to happen is, as I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, to think this through. Um, Wednesday was a, was a tough deadline or a rough, a rough, not tough, a rough deadline um, that they thought it could be. I don't know. People are like, they should, some people are like, they should be able to opt out at any time. Teams need to know. Teams need to know. You can't right. go in, into a season thinking that you you have a player that's going to be there for you and they decide to opt out hours before the game. You know, right. so it can't be. So, so teams have to prepare for the season. So, I'm going to do one quick question. You ready? Before I'm we ready. sign off, here, Tony, you can you can probably answer this in one word. Should we be worried that the Baltimore Ravens sign Antonio Brown? Yes. My answer is no. Okay. Okay. Because first of all, you don't have to worry about it for eight weeks. Second of all, as much as he could bring on the field. Um, it's almost like you're bringing in your own self-destruct button. You know, do you really want to sign a self-destruct button that you know could be pressed at any time? Uh, meaning self-destruct your team, not just the person. Right. Meaning that's what could happen in the locker room. Um, we'll we'll see what happens there. So, Tony, I would have loved to get to more questions, but I just ran out of time because I th – did you even say anything this show or did I talk the whole time? I said some stuff. I don't know how. I don't know how effective the things I said. I don't know how how uh, coherent I was, but I said I tried to say some things. Yeah, you did well, a good you job. Tried. You did a great job. Yeah, you said some great things. We have our regular lineup. You're going to have your 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 whole lineup of shows coming on YouTube with tomorrow night with uh, the new Scobro show. Wednesday night, the new show with uh, Michael and Jeffrey called Beck in Black. 
Thursday night preview, that's going to be Jeff coming back on the preview. Friday night live, Mike, or Friday sometime. I don't know when it's necessarily Mike. Steelers brunch with Tony Saturday. Tales from 2 a.m. with Brian Sunday. Back with Q&A Monday. New audio-only podcast in the morning. Tony, you excited about all this? I am. I'm, I'm excited about it, and I can't wait for real football to start. I, I, I'm chomping at the bit. Or, Tony, yeah. in the words of Bart Scott, Bart Scott can't wait. Can't so wait. As Rowdy, as Rowdy Roddy Piper says, you got to say it because I'm going to screw it up. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Just my, when you I, think I, you have all uh, the answers. That's right. Yeah, we keep changing the questions. I I, I couldn't get my own, uh, somebody else's uh, part. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, thank, thanks for joining us. We love you. See you next time, Steelers Nation.